What's going on? Welcome into the Sharp Angle Podcast. How the heck are you? How was your week? You get through it? You ready for the weekend? Ready for a little Super Bowl 55? Are you ready for some football? On today's show, it is Deep Dive Friday, so we'll go ahead and take a final look. A little final once-over on Super Bowl 55. Likes, dislikes, we'll talk about the line. Does it make sense? Who do we like? Maybe a little prop bet or two to end the show as well. But let's get right into it and uh, start off just with some basics. Super Bowl thoughts. Final Super Bowl thoughts. All right. The current line as we record this on 9.30 Pacific, uh, would that be 9, 10, 11, 12.30? Quick math. 9.30 Pacific, 12.30 Eastern on a Friday. Kansas City still, where they've sat all week, minus three at minus 120. And here's what I've said for a long time now. The NFL, as you guys know, this is not news to anybody. The NFL market is the most liquid market in the world, if not America. There's so much money that goes into the NFL. Every single week, let's say there's a full slate and there's 16 games, you're not going to find many mistakes. You know, Billy Walters, the most notorious you know, professional gambler of all time, professional sports better of all time. He was beating NFL lines until the, or the early 2000s, 2000, 2001. And guess what he told his partners? He's like, you know what? These NFL lines are too tough. We're going to switch our focus to something else. The best handicapper in the history of sports betting. He said, you know what? These NFL lines are too tough. The bookmakers are too good. They have a lot of other action everywhere else. Let's go find something else to bet on. So that's how I feel with the NFL. It's like, if you want to bet on the NFL, fine, but you've got to know what a tough market it is to beat. That's in general. Well, think about how much tougher it gets when there's not 16 games in a week. There's one. <laughs> Everyone can focus all of their attention to this one game. You're not going to find many Super Bowls for the rest of time, right? From now until there's no more sports being played anymore for whatever weird reason that might, might be. Let's not get too philosophical. Let's just stay on sports here. But my point is, from now until the end of time, there's probably not going to be any Super Bowl where there's value on the spread or the over-under. There's value in other areas. You've got to look around, find derivatives, find props. But if you're looking to bet the Super Bowl, I would recommend diversifying. Make some prop bets. Make some over-under bets in terms of quarter, half. You know, Make a lot of different types of bets. I myself, I'm going to have about 25, 30 different bets. Little things sprinkled out there all throughout the game. If you just put all your eggs in one basket and you're betting the major market in the Super Bowl, good luck. It's tough to beat. All right, let's talk about uh, some matchups here on the field. Little X's and O's. Uh, let's start with Kansas City offense and Tampa Bay on defense because the Kansas City Chiefs offense is one thing a lot of people are talking about. Kansas City, number one in total yards, number one in passing yards, and they're 16th in rushing. So obviously what we can take away from that is Kansas City is elite throwing the football. They want to throw the football and they don't just pass vertically. They use the, the, the passing game as an extension of the running game. They don't just line up and run it. As a matter of fact, Kansas City doesn't prefer to run the football very much at all. In running efficiency, they're 27th in the NFL. Why? Because they don't do it that often. So Kansas City wants to throw the ball this game. Tampa Bay, let's look at, let's look at their defense. They are sixth overall in the NFL in total yards, 21st in passing yards, and they're the number one NFL team in stopping the run. How do we how do we evaluate this? I don't think this looks too good for Tampa Bay. You know, Tampa Bay, it's interesting. What the Bucks do well, at least defensively, 
they're not going to have to do well at all this game. I mean, if Kansas City was the kind of team that sets up the pass with the run, they're one of the top rushing teams, they've got two or three guys who, who can carry, you know, who can pick up four and a half, five yards of carry, that's one thing. And that's a lot of the teams Tampa Bay has seen. Recently, the end of the season, that's the kind of football they're used to playing. They stop the run, they force teams to throw, and that's where Tampa Bay is comfortable. Well, Kansas City is going to want to throw the football. Even if Kansas City wants to run the football, half the time they're going to be short passes to the outside. Even little tight end screens can act as an extension of the running game. So I don't think Tampa Bay being so great stopping the run, that doesn't mean much this game at all. Tampa Bay is going to have to focus on shutting down the pass, which they're 21st in the NFL this year doing. Now, injuries will play a part on both sides. We'll get there in just a few minutes. Staying on this Kansas City offense, Tampa Bay defense comparison here, let's look at DVOA. DVOA, great metric provided by football outsiders, and it doesn't just give us normal numbers or, or normal stats. It gives us advanced statistics, and I think that's so important. I talked about this on our Super Bowl extravaganza a few days ago. Fantasy football is a perfect example of this. If the best players and best teams were the ones to always gain the most yards, then that would make it really easy drafting your fantasy football team. That's not how it works, though. You're going to get teams who get garbage time yards, garbage time points. How do you evaluate that, right? There's got to be a way besides saying, how many total yards did this team give up, right? That's not a good metric. If you look at Kansas City on defense, I know we haven't gotten to Kansas City's defense yet, but quickly, if you look at Kansas City's defense... They're giving up a lot more yards, a lot more points than they would if, uh, let's say, Kansas City had an objective, okay? For every point they gave, or for every point that they gave up during the regular season, they all lost $100,000 from, from their paycheck. Kansas City would have given up far fewer points, right? It's about incentive. Why are you doing what you're doing right now? Kansas City did what they had to do during the season to get their wins go 14-2, and get the one overall seed, and that's it. They did the minimum effort. It's like an A student who didn't try as hard. You know, now they're in an advanced class. Well, they got all A's, but they didn't try as hard. We can expect them to, for, to perform better in this situation. So I know I got off on a bit of a tangent there, but my point is advanced statistics are always going to be more accurate, more reliable than just plain old, you know, normal stats. You know, offensive efficiency is always going to be more telling than total yards, something like that. So look at advanced stats, find football outsiders, other resources out there to dive deeper into your your handicap if you want to be a little bit more accurate when uh, looking at Super Bowl 55. Uh, But when I look at the weighted DVOA, this is from Football Outsiders, Kansas City, has the number three overall offense. Tampa Bay, number six overall defense. So it's not like, you know, you take away the running game, Tampa Bay crumbles. They're a good defense. They prefer to stop the run, but I give Kansas City a slight edge when they have the football. All right, let's flip fields. Tampa Bay offense against Kansas City's defense. Tampa Bay is seventh in the NFL in total yards, second in passing yards, 28th in rushing yards. So this whole idea that Tampa Bay... So efficient running the football. They're going to want to get Ronald Jones, Leonard Fournette the ball, and just ride them and give Tom Brady a lot of play-action opportunity. I keep hearing that, but I don't understand how that's going to work. Now, I I know... Well, let's talk about Kansas City real quick there. Kansas City, 16th in total yards, 14th in passing yards, 21st in rushing yards. So... I think that a lot of people are seeing Kansas City isn't a great team stopping the run. And Tampa Bay, the whole narrative right now is they want to run the football. So many people are saying, look out for Tampa, run on the ball, they're going to control the clock. 
I don't think that's the case. And I've mentioned this point now several times, both last week and this week. I strongly believe Kansas City's regular season stats do not accurately reflect how good they can be. If Kansas City, let, let, let's put it, uh, let's let's give an analogy or an example, or yeah, an analogy. If if Kansas City was told during in the regular season that if they went undefeated, every player on that team would get a billion dollars, okay? They would have had much better stats. They would have looked much better. I think the Kansas City did exactly what they needed to, as I said, to get the one seed, and that's about it. So when you look at these season-long stats for Kansas City, it doesn't reflect how good they can be in certain situations. If every game during the season was the AFC Championship or win or go home, Kansas City stats would look very, very differently. And on that note, Kansas City... When they are within seven points of another team, so if they're lo- if they're up by seven, it's close. It's really it, when it's a close game. Kansas City is giving up four and a half rushes or four and a half yards per rush. That's top ten. That that's a very good stat. I think it's sixth or seventh actually. Okay, so Kansas City, when they need to, they can certainly stop the run. But when Kansas City's winning by eight points or more and their defense goes into sort of a prevent where they want to stop any big plays, then Kansas City's giving up over six and a half yards per rush. You see the difference? And you see how this starts to skew how we look at a team in terms of overall statistics. I believe every other team in the NFL, 31 of 32 teams, showed us exactly who they were this season. Their statistics were even, or or, or their statistics were comparable to, to how good we think they should be. You know, every, everything is expected. Look at the Buffalo game. I said this when Kansas City played Buffalo last week. It's like, Buffalo is who we thought they, they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. <laughs> They're exactly who we thought they were. Just like most teams in the NFL. But Kansas City is different. First of all, like I said, their stats don't reflect how good they can be. And second of all, Kansas City, they play better in big games. Usually what you'll see, all the way back from... Terry Bradshaw, Joe Montana, Troy Aikman, all these guys who used to play till now with Brady and Rodgers and you know uh, Peyton Manning or whoever else has played recently, right? In the playoffs, you get worse. You do worse against better teams. That should be expected. You're playing better competition. It's not. No one expects your your stats to improve in the playoffs, right? That's that's crazy. But Patrick Mahomes does. In big games, Patrick Mahomes gets better. In big games, the Kansas City Chiefs play better. Andy Reid coaches better. So I start finding reasons here why if you just look statistically, Tampa Bay seems to have a lot of value. But if you dive deeper and look at why these stats are what they are and look at advanced stats and advanced analytics, you start to understand that Kansas City is not who they've shown to be all year. This is an elite football team, maybe one of the best teams of all time. And they don't have to play their A game to win. They can have a B game, a C plus game and still win. They've done it all year long. So I'm starting to build a bit of a case here for Kansas City. Now let's talk about the line because I think that Kansas City minus three, minus 120, if this were a regular season game on a neutral field, I think Tampa Bay has plenty of value. On a neutral field, I'd probably make this Kansas City, what, minus two? That's an entire point of value for Tampa Bay, but this isn't a regular season. This is the the Super Bowl. This is the last game of the year, and this is where Kansas City thrives. Um, weighted DVOA for this uh, Tampa Bay's offense against Kansas City's defense. Weighted DVOA, uh, weighted, weighted DVOA, easy for me to say. Tampa Bay is second overall. Kansas City is 24th overall. So I get it. When you guys are looking at statistics, it's Tampa Bay doesn't look bad. 
and it's like Tom Brady, these great stats, but I just believe that it doesn't tell the truth when you purely look at stats from a Chiefs point of view. Special thanks to Better Edge. Guys, this is the future of sports betting in America. And right now, if you're on Tampa Bay and you like Tampa Bay plus three at uh, what, even money, let me give you a little something special here, all right? Go to betteredge.com, B-E-T-T-O-R, edge.com. Use promo code SHARP. That's SHARP with a P, okay? That's going to get you $10 free in your account. No rollover. See how you like the website. It's great. But go in today, betteredge.com, B-E-T-T-O-R, edge.com, promo code SHARP, and go to the Super Bowl. You're going to see something really interesting. Because Better Edge allows you to bet with no VIG, you can right now get Tampa Bay plus four at even money. And on the other side, of course, with no VIG, Kansas City is minus four at even money. Now, you may ask, how in the world are you betting with no VIG? Where's the catch? What's going on? Folks, there is no catch. Better Edge is the first company that I know of in America of its kind. And Better Edge acts like a, uh, an exchange, kind of like the stock market, where you can buy one side of a bet and somebody else out there buys the other side of a bet. The great thing, there's no house. There is no household. There's no house tax. No VIG. And theoretically, if all of us out there, including my dog and my girlfriend, if any of them can bet VIG free, do you want to know what their expected losses are over the course of time? Zero dollars and zero cents. So do yourself a favor. Start betting VIG free. Whether you're a professional, you bet all the time, or you just started betting, I guarantee everyone out there from rookies to pros can make more money today by using betteredge.com. Online, B-E-T-T-O-R, edge.com, promo code SHARP. All right, let's get into the coaching matchup in the Super Bowl. We got Andy Reid and uh, Bruce Arians. Now, let me put this out there. Both these coaches seem like some bros. I would want to go have a beer with any of them. Talk about football or whatever they wanted to talk about. Maybe they maybe they like uh, Survivor, like I do. Then we can talk about that. But I love both these coaches, man. And it was funny. Uh, go back, if you haven't listened, go listen to the Super Bowl special. We did about an hour deep dive. I had a uh, guest, uh, Connor Holzkamp, in studio. And uh, yeah, we talked about... Uh, and obviously the coaching mismatch or the coaching matchup, but we started to go on like a wing eating contest, right? Who would win a hot, a hot wing eating contest or like a, a beer chugging competition? I would love to see these two go out of there. But in the Super Bowl, I think Andy Reid has a bit of an edge. He's been here before. I think his offense and propensity to call all different quirky, weird plays is going to help Kansas City. They've, uh, like I said earlier, they've showed they play better in big games. And Bruce Arians, if anything, He's kind of cool Joe. He relaxes sometimes. Not a big grinder. Yeah, let's let Tom take care of this. I think Tom Brady right now is a better coach for Tampa than Bruce Arians in this spot. He's at least been there nine more times than Bruce Arians. Well, as a head coach than Bruce Arians has. So, you know, I'm not going to weigh too heavily. Do we adjust a three? Do we make a three and a half because of the coaching mismatch or, or the coaching matchup? But I do think Andy Reid is uh, the better coach. Uh, injuries here. This is important. Let me pull up my injuries. All right. So it's, uh, it's interesting what's going on with the injury report this week, Kansas city, a couple days ago, I was concerned. They had a full injury report and a lot of guys questionable. Well, right now, I think the only two players who, who we can expect to not see would be Eric Fisher, left tackle, Willie Gay, linebacker, and I believe that's it. Everyone else practiced this week, at least at uh, limited uh, capacity. 
So all these different injuries that we assume was going to happen for Kansas City, they're not going to come to fruition. And the one injury everyone's talking about, Eric Fisher. How does Kansas City supplement that at left tackle? What are they ever going to do? I don't think it's that big of a deal. Now, it is a big deal, okay? I don't want to make it seem like it's nothing, but Kansas City doesn't rely on Patrick Mahomes holding the football or any kind of downhill rushing attack. As long as they can get the ball out quickly, Pat Mahomes is going to be just fine. You know, they're moving, uh, Kansas City's moving their right tackle to left tackle. They move their right guard to right tackle, and then they're having a fill-in come in at the right guard position. So Kansas City has had a week to, or two weeks now to prepare for this. I think they're going to be ready, and I don't think the, the injury on the offensive line is nearly as big as a lot of people think. Uh, Tampa Bay, on the other hand, does have some injuries, and I'm concerned about Tampa Bay and the secondary. Jordan Whitehead and Antoine Winfield Jr., both starting safeties for, for Tampa Bay were limited participation in practice yesterday. And I know I said there were some limiteds for Kansas City, but this was different. They looked hobbled. They look injured. I truly believe that if Jordan Whitehead and Antoine Winfield Jr. come back, or I should say or, if one or the other comes back, there's no way they're going to be 100%. So injury concerns in the secondary, and I know Tampa Bay has done a good job this year in the secondary, but this is where Kansas City will attack. They want to go vertical. They want to go deep, and they want to use the middle of the field. So that is a concern. Both safeties right now, questionable for Tampa Bay. Uh, Jason Pierre-Paul finally uh, finally got back to practice yesterday. He's questionable. Uh, Steve McClendon, D-lineman, did not participate all week yet in practice. So Tampa Bay... What they've done well so far this year, they're not going to be able to do well against Kansas City. And the players they need right now, they're not even 100%. So I don't know if Tampa Bay is going to be able to overcome that on defense. I think Tom Brady and Tampa Bay's offense, they're probably going to be fine. They'll score their points. They'll get up and down the field. The question is, though, can they stop Kansas City? And I don't believe that's the case. Over the course of 60 minutes, knowing what Kansas City knows now about Tampa Bay... I just give Andy Reid a bit of a nod coming up with a better game plan. Now, as I said to start the show, minus three for the Super Bowl or whatever, not even minus three, the Super Bowl line, the main markets of the spread and the over-under, they're they're, they're too efficient. They're too tight. I'm not going to be on here and say my best bet of the week is Kansas City minus three, but I do lean the Chiefs minus three. Don't put a huge bet on it. Don't, you know, put your whole savings on it because who knows, you know, it's, it's the Super Bowl. weird things happen. And these lines are very efficient, very tight, but I will lean Kansas city minus three at minus minus one twenty. And, uh, yeah, if you like uh, Tampa Bay out there, I get it, but I'm just going to go the other way here with some advanced stats. All right. And before we wrap up, let's give a couple prop bets. Um, the hell did I do with my prop bets? Oh, there, there, there. All right. Um, Tampa Bay. It's interesting. Tampa Bay, receive the ball week 16 and 17 this year. It's like 96, 97% of the time teams choose to defer, meaning they will receive in the second half. Well, Tampa Bay received week 17, 18, and after week 17, Bruce Arians was asked about it. He said they like bucking analytics in this this, uh, case. They like getting the ball first. They like scoring first, and they don't like sending Tom Brady out there down 3-0 or 7-0. So Tampa Bay's made that clear. They want to to have the ball first. And Kansas City has deferred every time they've gotten the football. So we can assume that Tampa Bay has a better chance to start with the football this game than not. You know, it's not 100%. Nothing's guaranteed. I'm not even going to go as high as 75%. But there's a better chance the Bucks start with the ball than Kansas City does. 
So on that note, I like a couple prop bets that are sort of derived off of that idea. Uh, the first one I like is first play of the game to be a rush. This is minus 115. I like this because if Tampa Bay does get the ball first, they are going to want to establish the running game. Now, we just talked about how Tampa Bay, 21st overall in rushing. They haven't done that efficiently all year, but they will want to do that in the Super Bowl, not make things so tough on Tom Brady. So I do like first play as a rush. I also like Tampa Bay for the first first down of the game. Tampa Bay currently minus 120 uh, for the first first down of the game, and they're putting this pretty much even money, maybe slightly shaded towards Tampa. But again, if Tampa gets the ball first, I don't think they go three and out. I think that they at least get the first down, and I like it at minus 120. And last year, how many times will the Patriots be mentioned? I'm going to take over two mentions for the Patriots. It's currently priced at minus 165. I like that, man. I think they're going to talk plenty about the Patriots and Belichick. Just give me two when I push. Minus 165, that's not bad. All right, that does it for Deep Dive Friday. Good luck. Whatever you have for the Super Bowl, whether it's some prop bets, main market bets, you're betting with your buddies, you're you're, you're doing some fantasy football, you know, some DFS, or, or uh, you're playing the squares, you know, the Rocket Mortgage squares. Whatever it is, good luck. And uh, stay tuned because we'll have our quick picks both Saturday and Sunday. So tune in Saturday morning, Sunday morning. I'm sure we'll throw a couple more props out there on Sunday for the Super Bowl. So we will talk to you then on the Sharp Angle Podcast.